Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, Jason Shellcross, Alex Krobe, back again for the Fantasy Football Sackos. Um, you know, Alex, it was another great week of fantasy football for me. We are, uh, I think through all of the chaos of the early season fantasy football waiver wire moves and madness. And I think everybody shelled out fab for Devon A. Chan. Uh, My guy. I know know you did. Um, How did it work out for you, by the way? Uh, Pretty good. Needed needed somebody. And it was nice with him and Kamara uh, holding down the fort uh, with his 14 targets. A-Chan over 100 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he's the first rookie to do that back-to-back weeks. 100 yards, two touchdowns since 2012. Wow. Uh, so not not too bad. Did hurt Mostert value in another league that I have. So got to mm. figure out what's going on with that. But yeah, kind of a fun week. And uh, I will say that Nico Collins. That's all. I, I love Nico. I loved him before the season. I love him even more now. I'm just so happy that he's RB or sorry, wide receiver seven and CJ Stroud, man. Holy crap. Yeah. Can I say when we made our board bet, the Sky Moore, Nico Collins board bet at the beginning <laughs> of the season, it was so I was betting on the quarterback. I was betting on the quarterback. I was like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, for sure. He doesn't have any wide receivers. I'll take Sky Moore year two because, like, Valdez Cantling is gone. Um, and so was no, Juju. Smith, Smith Schuster, yeah. Scantling's yeah. still there. Oh, duh, sorry. Uh, Juju. Um, and so I was like, oh, for sure. Like, he doesn't even have to be that great, and he's going to do better than Nico Collins, which I'm actually coming back and everything else, and Tank Dell being drafted there, and then – yeah, couldn't be couldn't be more wrong. It was like CJ Stroud. I did no idea. Like Ohio State quarterbacks have not done well uh, traditionally um, or historically. Thanks the, yeah, thanks for the reminder on that one. Yeah, uh, quick, but, quick, quick, man, quick, con- quick confession time. Uh, drop Nico Collins in a league. Uh, oh, this, in, in in an eight team league because there's not enough okay. bench spots. Uh-huh. Um, after a kind of a dud week, that was a mistake. Uh, so yeah. here we are week, week five. This is usually when people stop listening to us because either their team sucks or they have no fab left or there's not a whole lot of people to talk about. And we talk about random ass running backs. So here we are just to, to run like there's really not like a marquee guy like there's been the first couple of weeks, right? There's no Puka. There's no HN. There's no... Um, I mean, quite frankly, Nico Collins. Well, those guys still need to be rostered everywhere, right? Like, if you haven't picked them up, they need to be rostered. Yeah, Nico, short of 80% on ESPN leagues, uh, HM, uh, short of 83%. Needs to I be mean, 100. Just, just my team in our league of record, like, um, Dalvin Cook is rostered in 78% of leagues. I think that's too high. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Kenneth Gainwell is rostered in 45% of leagues. I actually think that's a little low because if Swift gets dinged up, he's the guy there. And I mean, when he's played, he's had decent output uh, for the Eagles who run the ball a lot in half PPR. He hasn't been under five points yet. 
I'm not saying that's great, but at least it's something if you're desperate. Gus Bus, my guy, 46%. He's their number one guy, but I mean, it's the year of Lamar where he's just going to take every rushing touchdown. Romeo Dobbs, 33%. He had a great outing uh, this past week. 13 targets, 9 for 95 on Thursday night against Detroit. And clearly Christian Watson was not. Like he caught the touchdown, but I don't think he was in on more than 50% of snaps. Uh, so back to back double digi weeks uh, in targets for Dobbs. So I, I <laughs> like there's enough guys out there that are available to just go, just go sort by rostered. Um, like, I don't know, is Matt Burita uh, available in over 50% of leagues. Cause I, I think he might be like, there's just guys that are, uh, yeah, Brita 36% and he's the starter this week. Um, and doing fine for the giants. So like, I just don't understand how some of these roster percentages are, are as low as they are. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, All right, that's the podcast for this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. I'm looking at my own uh, my own roster right now and some of the percentages that I'm looking at. Um, can I ask? Well, I'm talking about random ass running backs. Elijah Mitchell got a knee injury and was not or was declared out, and so Jordan Mason backed up McCaffrey. Um, this week, but it was it was a practice knee injury, so nobody knows really how bad it is. Um, like, are are we trying to? If you have the handcuff of Elijah Mitchell on your roster, like I do, uh, which is why I'm asking you for your input. I didn't know what to do. Should I continue to hold Elijah Mitchell regardless? Should I drop him and pick up Mason? Should I just pick up anybody else because he's hurt and I don't have an IR slot to put him in? Uh, I would hold on to Mitchell because I think he's the best handcuff in the, in yeah. the game, right? Like Mason still played his special teams. That's what I did. Uh, s- snaps. And so I, I think you have to hold on to Mitchell. I mean, I think McCaffrey just scored again. Uh, so I, I just don't like he's unbelievable. Um, I, I think we had Jefferson ranked one, um, in, in our board, but I mean, right on his heels is McCaffrey and he's been spectacular. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other backup running backs, um, I think if there was a name this week at all, it's probably Jaleel McLaughlin, who is yeah. the backup running back for Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos, who was injured. Um, yeah, he got dinged up, but they said like he's gonna be okay. And like from everything I read, it was just like out of precaution, like a hip flexor injury. Like, I, it's kind of sounds like he's back. So I don't know if that was a flash in the pan. I mean, well, clearly it was a, some sort of flash. But I, I is McLaughlin was he the um, like all time leading rusher in like? D one or something like that. Am I making that up? I thought they said that on the, um, on the radio. Anyway, he's clearly a good running back. Um, he played college football at Notre Dame college in Youngtown state and is the NCAA's all time leading rusher. Look at me go. So I, 
I get the the upsides there. That that offense is passable, I guess. But like they still have P. Ryan, they still have Javante. Um, I just find it hard that he's gonna morph into a flex worthy option <laughs> at, at any anytime soon. I understand if you have roster flexibility to do it, but um, there's just I don't know. I think there's other guys there that. Like, I would much rather have Kenny Gainwell than I would McLaughlin. I don't I don't really disagree. He is he is very, very small. Um he runs a four four forty, so you know that's that's what she said. That's very speedy, but like he is she five, said that too. He's five seven, one eighty five. So he's just he's he's a real small guy, but yeah, m- m- mouse in the house. So, um, what about you? Mentioned your guy, which I despise because he's slow and he has stones for hands. Uh, Gus Edwards as a pickup, um, but what about Keaton Mitchell instead, who's uh, potentially coming back uh, from IR and has looked very good in the preseason. Um, he's, I think, like a, a, an early pickup for post this week. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a name next week after the games play. Um, again, he looked really good in the preseason. Um, he's out of East Carolina. Uh, was signed as a UDFA by the Ravens after the draft. Um, East Carolina. But with all the Raise injuries, up. I just I think that they might give him a try <laughs> because of how well he looked. All right, PD Pablo. I just don't. Un- hey there. I uh, Gus Bus, I believe, is still average the fifth most uh, yards per carry of any running back in their career. So I just give him the ball. Um, I, I don't see like, I, I don't know. They might have him on the roster instead of Melvin Gordon. I, I, I don't, I would not, I, I don't think you need to worry about that. Uh, one guy who, uh, did, uh, get his suspension reduced thanks to the new gambling policy in the NFL is Jamison Williams. Uh, do you have any thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, only rostered in 16% of ESPN leagues, mostly due to the fact that they somehow reduced the suspension after he'd already played in week four. Um, so now he's back. Um, so here he is. Kind of been waiting on him. He was okay last year. He's he's a field-stretching receiver. I, I don't... I mean, what do you what do you think he could be like a wide receiver? Like to me, he's like a flex wide. Re- I don't know, but flex wide receiver should be picked up, right? Like, yeah, I think he could be a boomer bust, like Deshaun Jackson type yeah. guy. Yeah, right. Where but like, I hate I hate rostering those guys. Yeah, I agree. You you like the consistency, but that's not going to be him. Probably right. So like, but, but, I would, but maybe it is. I'd rather I would rather roster Jaleel McLaughlin or Keaton Mitchell and have a shot at consistency at the running back position than a boomer bust wide receiver that I'm probably not going to ever put in my lineup. 
Yeah, for his career, uh, one catch, 41 yards. Um, but like, I don't know. He could be. He could be really good. I just don't see him. I don't see him. Uh, like you like being Amon Saint Brown. So no, I I agree. But if you if you're paying all this attention to Amon Saint Brown and Laporta, and you need somebody else to get open, like there's a reason why he was a first round pick. So yeah. I I think he's worth a stash at least for now, and if he doesn't do anything the first couple of weeks, like you got to give him what, like a month. Yeah, a couple like because we're starting to enter bye week stuff where you know if you if he's gonna let's say he has two or three catches a week, you know you could play him in a tough pinch in a bye week and hope he hits a home run, and so. It just kind of depends on what your roster construction is on a given bye week is if if you're projected to lose pretty badly and you need a home run shot, then you can go with him. Or if you are projected to win and want to play it a little bit safer, you can go with somebody else. So I think I think he does fill um, like I, I would not be surprised to see his roster percentage jump 20, 25 percent this week to be in the 40 percent range. Um, mm-hmm. Just. Just this week. How much fab are you putting on him? He is pretty highly recommended across platforms. Um, Maybe a couple dollars. I, I, I wouldn't spend more than that on him just because he, he is a boomer bus guy. He, he actually, <laughs> I would not be surprised to see him be added and dropped like the most in leagues by the end of the year because mm-hmm. he'll have like a, a couple like... People will just get sick of him and then I'll have a big week and then I'll pick him up and then somebody will drop him the following week after he has one catch for 10 yards or something. So um, I just, I think uh, a couple bucks max. Um, and I, I think you can get him for zero bit just because he hasn't scored yet. It, it just kind of depends on how competitive your league is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you there. Um, with what happened to T Higgins with the fractured ribs. Do you have any interest at all in Tyler Boyd? Uh, is it Tyler Boyd from like four or five years ago when he had 150 targets? It's this year's Tyler Boyd. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, I guess so just because like that offense should be better than it is. But Joe Burrow's clearly limited. So going back to 2018, Boyd's yardage, 1028, 1046, 841, 828, 762. It's always like surprisingly pretty consistent. Um, It kind of sounds like Higgins is going to play or at least could play. Um, I mean, Tyler Boyd's 29 been around for a while clearly knows their offense I think you could do a lot worse than adding Tyler Boyd but if if Higgins plays he has no value so I don't like, I'm, I'm just not in love with it As, especially given Burroughs limitations and yeah. them not seemingly stretching the field and you know when Jamar Chase says I'm always open um, you know he's going to get a pretty big diet uh, this week uh, from the Bengals. And so I just, uh, yeah, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't have like big thoughts on he's going to save your save your team. I just honestly, I think I would pass on Tyler Boyd. I'd probably rather take the shot on Jamison Williams because, like we always say, you want the best players on the best teams. Jamison Williams has a lot of talent, as much if not more than Tyler Boyd. But the Lions are just such a better team than the freaking Bengals are right now. Like that Bengals team is outrageously bad. And for Burrow to put up 165 yards passing against the Titans of all teams, like that that's bad. And he is not right. Like he is very visibly not right. So yeah. I, they, I'm shocked they are that they're in, they, they are in Arizona this week. Um, so the matchup yeah. is there, but I just if if you're if you need a one week wide receiver, probably worth a shot. If you don't need somebody this week, probably pass. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else that I do like, uh, I think you brought up Dobbs earlier, or that might have just been us chatting before the recording, but I, I do like uh, Jaden Reed who's rostered in just over 20% of leagues. Um, he's shown consistency and he's gotten, I think a consistent little diet of targets, five to eight targets per game so far this season. Um, I just, he's exceptionally speedy, um, good draft capital put into him and they play Las Vegas this week. So I just, you know, in half point PPR scoring, he's putting up about 10 points a week so far. And I think he can do a lot worse. I, I think the talent yeah, it's not is nothing. there. And if Christian Watson continues to be in and out, like I, I think Reed could potentially carve out a role. So Yeah, d- d- definitely doesn't have the same targets that Dobbs does, but he's getting at least five a week. So can't, uh, can't poo-poo that one too much. Uh, moving over to defenses, which I know is uh, one of your favorite pastimes. Yeah, we're not talking tight ends or or anything else. We're just going straight to defense. What do you got? Everybody loves the D. Um, so, come on. You smiled. That's so bad. Go on. Tell me about your D. Oh, what would you like to know? Uh, what color is the D that you're recommending this week? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, all right. Um, I I don't know. Um, all right. So we we talked about a couple before we hopped on. I, I guess I would go with blue uh, for for the <laughs> for her pleasure. For the, yeah, uh, for the Lions, who's facing another blue team uh, in the right. Panthers at home. The so Lions. A little, blue, little blue on blue. Yeah, the Lions rostered in only 4.7% of ESPN leagues. Wow. Uh, they're currently the ninth ranked defense. Double digit points in uh, standard ESPN scoring um, every week except week two against Seattle. Carolina's been uh, not very good. But uh, yeah, they're they're getting sacks. They get pressure. They get they get a turnover or two every week. So I would go with the Lions uh, home against Carolina uh, and hope that Bryce Young plays. Okay, all right. 
Uh, so, so there you go. I, if I could recommend a D, it would yes. be uh, a one. It would be the, the Houston Texans. We're just moving away from it. I was going to make another <laughs> one. And I was like, no, they're, they're not doing it. It would be the Houston Texans. They're at Atlanta. Um, Desmond Ritter is hot trash. Like Mac Hollins just got into a screaming match at him. Oh, it was awesome when Ritter tried to dap him up on the sideline. But I digress. <clears throat> the Falcons are very, very bad as long as Ritter is under center. Um, they need a quarter. Like I almost feel like they're a quarterback. Bijan. Away. Yeah, um, it it makes them not going and trying to get Lamar. Um, yeah. People, can you believe awful. that Falcons fans were like? We don't need to try for Lamar. We have Desmond Ritter as our quarterback. <laughs> bad. Like, it's so bad. But, yeah. Anyways, at Atlanta this week for the Texans. The Texans, um, you know, they didn't have a good week against Indianapolis in week two. Uh, but you take that game out, and they're probably averaging about, what, 12 points a week, 13 points a week as a defense. So, uh, there are other three games, and that includes games against Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Pittsburgh. So some pretty good teams in there. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's one, my defense. Yeah, one, one, one last one. Uh, everybody loves when the, the D takes command, so I would go with the commanders who have the Bears on Thursday night football. Okay. Um, short, short week home against the Bears. I know Fields balled out, but uh, you can always do a lot worse. Uh, it should be noted the commanders uh, have games where – uh, Arizona, they had three sacks, uh, at Denver, they had seven sacks against Philly. They had three sacks, uh, got lit up pretty good by Buffalo the week before they, they have allowed 33, 31 and 34 points the last three weeks, mm. but, uh, you could do worse. Cause you know, fields is going down probably three to four times. And there's a couple turnovers in there too, yep. probably, uh, yep. on a, on a short week, uh, at home, you, you could do worse. Yeah, especially after how dejected everyone in that locker room looked yesterday to be on a short week and have to turn around and play Thursday. Yeah, it, it, I would really like that to stop being a Thursday night tradition of Bears and Commanders. Um, please. I just hate Thursday night football. It's, it's the lowest quality football. The scores are crap. Everyone's, like, tired and... Just the quality of Thursday night football is just so much further below than the rest of the product that is NFL football. Yeah. Nope. That's fair. Um, all right. Uh, do we hit everybody? I think we, James Williams, CJ Stroud, if you're hurting for a quarterback, he's got a bunch of weapons and has thrown for the most yardage, I believe, Tight anyway, ends. the first four weeks. Uh, Luke Musgrave, I guess, if he's back healthy. Um, he was inactive last week, so maybe people are sleeping on him. Uh, Quentin Johnson didn't really do all that much, but you know, could be added. Tajay Spears, Marvin Mims Jr. Um, makes... You know, Moves. They, they did they did trade up to get him. Um, Tajay Spears should be rostered everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, Logan Thomas, uh, I believe, was out this yeah. past week. Yep. Um, he uh, Komet. Ah, I mean, I'm assuming he's rostered. I I don't know. I, I think he's boomer bust. Yeah, the one week blow up against Denver probably can't count on, huh? 
Yeah, probably not. Uh, me as a Darren Waller owner in a couple leagues, I'm starting to figure out what I need to do with that because that's been a disaster so far. Or yep. another another year, another kibosh by us on a on a tight end. Uh, a couple yeah. years ago, it was Ertz. Uh, last year, it was Schultz. And uh, this year, it seems to be Darren Waller. So we're uh, we're really crushing it on the tight end uh, on, on the tight end picks, but uh, that's okay. Yep, hundred percent. So thank you guys so much for listening. Good luck on waiver wires this week, and yeah, keep killing it. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.